and welcome to another episode of Acting with Asher. I'm your host, Jade Asher. Today, I really wanted to speak to someone who had worked a lot with the BBC and this amazingly talented woman. She has worked on four different shows, which is just ridiculous. She has come in to have a talk about that. But as we were talking, I enjoyed talking to her so much that all of a sudden we've been talking 40 minutes. And so I decided to split the episode up into parts one and two. So you can listen to part one now. We can skip ahead and listen to part two, which is where Adiza talks more about her later jobs at the BBC. And part one, this episode, we talk about getting into acting, her story and going through drama school and her first job in the industry. Enjoy. Hi, Adiza. Hello, Jade. You made it up the ladder. <laughs> yes, I just. I am so unfit in this no, lockdown. No, not at all. <laughs> so yeah, my little uh, recording studio is up a ladder, and it's. I, I need to pre-warm people that a little bit more. But how are you today? Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. No, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. yeah. So I had Adiza come and chat to me a while ago, and then. I never put it out. So right? Sh- I'm um, sorry. I took that personal. I was like, was I talking so much crap? Or- <gasps> no, no, no. I was just like, yeah, I wasn't on it at all. But this one, we're, we're putting it out tomorrow. So Do you promise? Boom out. Promise. Thousand okay. percent. It's out tomorrow. I'll be waiting. Good. <laughs> so, Adiza, I wanted to talk to you today about working with the BBC because yep. you've got amazing experience doing it. I myself have never been able to get in there with them and... I'm just really, I know that's a benchmark for a lot of actors to be able to work with the BBC. So I was just quite interested in finding out the differences between working with other companies, how you got into it and how you keep work going. But we'll come to that later. First of all, let's just have a chat about how you got into things back in the day. What was your first step into acting? Um, My first step was when I was 14 years old. I had a teacher at high school called um, Mrs Bellew. And we had um, a bit of drama at high school, like a little kind of class. And I think I got up and read like a kind of, what was that play? The Crucible? Was that the one we used yeah. to do? Yeah. It's Abigail. Abigail, that yeah. That was it, yeah. I read um, a monologue from Abigail and this sounds really cheesy, but she was just like, oh my God, you're so good. <gasps> and she took me aside and she's like, do you think about doing this as a career? And at 14, I was like, yeah, I want to be famous. So yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Not thinking about yeah. what I actually need to, to entail. But yeah, so every time I think about the journey I've been on, whether it was good or bad or whatever, I always think that's Mrs. Bellew's kind of inspiration. She's the one who kind of put me on the path. That's yeah. so good. And then you went to drama school after that. Yeah, so I was 14 then. And from that age, I just didn't want to do anything else. So mm-hmm. 16, 17, I stayed on and done my higher drama. And then I auditioned for um, the Royal Scottish Academy, Royal Welsh. Like I think I auditioned for like six schools, mm-hmm. um, which was quite expensive back then as well. I'm sure you were saying in your last podcast, like the money we spend and invest in. Oh, it's so much. And yes. I, I got a right bee in my bonnet. I was like... I've spent all this money, I'm going to try and get in. I didn't, but you did. How many schools did you get into? One, only one. Still, that's amazing. (laughs) I mean, that's... That's all you need. Well, you know what? That's what you need to look at. Whenever you're having a bad day and, you know, you're saying, oh, I've not got five or six, you only need that one person to believe in you. But I actually auditioned the first year when I was 16. I did not have a clue. Mm -hmm. I walked in with um, a monologue, I think, from Mean Girls. (laughs) Oh, was it a Regina George one? It was, um, I collided all the lines together of how cool she was. You know that one when it's all the different people? Yeah, I was I was creative. I love it. It, it didn't work. They no. were like, next. Um, and then two years later, when I was 19, I went back and I'd went to college to do a HNC in yeah. Scotland, we call it. So, so 
that like a BTEC? Yeah, kind of like, okay. yeah, below kind of a degree cool. kind of thing. So I think when I went there, I really started to learn what it's about. I learned more about Shakespeare, you know, Chekhov, things like that. So I started to get an understanding of what they wanted when what? you walk into the room, which was not Mean Girls. However, still a classic. So, you know, what, what, I'll stand by that. Can you remember your audition piece? What was it? Oh, um, for RSMD, I think I'd done... So, oh yeah, i done Helena from Midsummer Night's Dream. Amazing. Um, here's a good tip. If you are going to audition for drama school, don't be scared to do the ones that are overdone. It's what you do with them. Mm. So I remember thinking, you know, this is 2007. Back in the day, Scotland, mixed race girls. Like, I've got something to kind of show. I'm going to make it a bit more modern. Yeah. So I took in a Heat magazine. Oh. Yeah, remember Heat Magazine? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I still buy it on the side, just for holidays. Do they still sell it? Damn. Yeah, I didn't do. know really magazines cheap, are still a thing. But, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to pick one up. Yeah. So yeah, I took in a Heat Magazine um, and it had uh, Brad Pitt and um, Angelina Jolie on the front. This is going back in the day. And I played it as I was Jennifer Aniston. <gasps> so, you know, the love triangle of Helena, Hermia and is it, uh, Lysander. Yeah. So I just... That's so clever. Yeah, so like that was the kind of I think that was the first moment they were like, oh, this girl's got something different. She's took it in a different direction. Yeah. And then I done another monologue. I think I remember it not being as strong, but it was kind of I wanted to show a range. So that one mm. was kind of bubbly and you know comedy of Helena. So then I chose one which was kind of um, oh God, I can't even remember. That's how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being very sad. You know, they call it the cry baby speech. It was definitely like a teary one. Oh. <laughs> To show I could cry. Good. Um, so, yeah, I like to show range, a bit of comedy. Definitely. And yeah, then I got in my second try. So two times it took me. Wow. Yeah. But are you glad you went? Yes. Like, I'm so glad. At the time, I remember being absolutely petrified. Mm. But looking back, um, it's really helped me in the way, like, it's helped me with my journey today. Do you think you'd be where you are now if you hadn't done drama school? Oh, well, actually, before I got into drama school, I had an audition for a show I've already I was on later on, called oh, River City, oh, wow. BBC. So when I was seventeen, I was very close to getting a role. So I think I was down to the final two. Um, it was Arlo Connor at the time who was um, casting it, and if I had got it, I wouldn't have went to drama school. So I would have went on a different path and mm. been on TV very at a very early age. So in saying that, I'm a big believer in if you work hard and definitely get some sort of training, you will get there. But mm. I definitely think RSAMD, having that name on my CV, definitely helped getting an agent, helped probably get me to where I am today. How did you get the audition that before you went to drama school? What was that first audition? How did you get that? Did you have an agent already? Um, that was from my little college, Coat oh, Bridge. Really? Yeah, so that, that again, in Scotland, Arlo O'Connor at the time was really great for going out to look for new talent. Mm. So she wouldn't just go to the posh drama schools. Coat Bridge is quite a rough area in Glasgow. Very proud, you know, family from there, Airdrie. So I stayed there and that's where I went to college. They went into all these kind of communities and kind of just watched their showcase. Mm. And at the time, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what a casting director was. I'd never done it. And when she brought me in, I just remember shouting the lines. <laughs> and um, her telling me, listen, you look really good on camera. You don't have to look in and check. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so you can show how green I was back oh, then. Wow. I was just excited to be there. I had no idea what I was doing. But she really helped me um, kind of in the last... Like, so then she kept bringing me in again. She obviously saw something and just got me to tone it down and bring it back. 
And I think it was partly because of her I got in because she's like, when you audition for drama school, make sure you mention me and that I brought you in and mm. things like that. So that was definitely another big kind Ooh. of help, I think. Yeah. What would you say the pros and cons are for going to drama school? Pros and cons. I would like to think, so remember, I'm 10 years out, so things have changed. The pros are you get a nice sense of routine and you find your own way of kind of working on character breakdowns. You know, it kind of teaches you the A, B, C, D. Mm. Um, you also get a fantastic opportunity to work with incredible directors, incredible casting people. People from the industry come in all the time. Well, I don't know about all drama schools, but my one specifically. Yeah. We had James McAvoy in for a master class. Um, Callie Crawford, who's a great casting director. I've known her since drama school. So she was already coming in doing mock editions. So it's a really great gateway into the industry. Mm. Um, so that's definitely a pro. And, you know, you, you just find yourself and find your way. The cons, I would say, is back in back at that time, I feel like there wasn't enough television, specifically if you want to do TV. You know, we only got two weeks in the yeah. three years. Oh, wow. So everything I learned was basically on set. And you can't say that to be, oh, you just have to learn on the job. It's one mm -hmm. of them catch-22s. So I definitely think... You know, but I think it's changed now because it's so modernised and it's all about TV and people are really pushing the courses. Um, but that was definitely a con for me because I wanted more TV. I knew myself, my look at the time, I wasn't going to be playing in these classical Russian plays that they were teaching me <laughs> and the Shakespeare's. And, you know, similar story to Michaela Cole. Um, I remember thinking these parts I'm not going to get. So why am I rehearsing and playing them and things like that but of course now it's changing you're getting mm. all plaque productions of Chekhov Three Sisters so that con could be turned into a pro I'd say another one was um, the system at the time was very we're going to break you down to build you up Ooh. I'm sure that's changed now I hope it's changed I mean a lot of drama school actors have spoke about this I think they need to bring in some kind of counselling some kind of way to help students kind of not kind of mod you know, kind of mother them too much. Mm. But I do think a big part of my self-esteem was broken. Really? Yeah. God. But that again, that's just where I was coming from. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of, you know, Robert Coltrane, another famous actor. You know, he kind of doesn't believe in drama school. He came in and told us that in our first year. <laughs> All the kind, Some of the great Scots that went to that school went, oh, it took me years to kind of unlearn things. I think everyone's subjective. Mm. Um, if you are able to take on you, you need to be able to take criticism that's a fact you know? I think that's generally as an actor yeah so yeah. that that definitely teaches you that yeah. but what you need to hold on to is knowing that you are enough because mm. that's what I didn't do in my first years and I think that's probably where I struggled is I am good enough remember you got into that school for a reason yeah. and if they're telling you something it's because they want you to get better not because they don't think you're good enough yeah. and what do you think the difference is because you said they only did a little bit on TV acting and you've done TV and theatre how yeah. have you adapted the way that you act when you go from doing one, a show one to the other yeah well funny enough ironically I only done one production in my whole career um, in theatre and the biggest change, and that was for Sheffield at the Crucible, yeah. done two years ago for Out of Joint Theatre. The biggest thing I learned was it's so technical with TV. It's really? so it's more conversational the way you're talking. Mm. Even like my first day on Waterloo Road, I remember <laughs> going on set, getting ready to like, okay, we're going to rehearse, and they're like action, and the first actor was like, so um, here we are today. And I'm like, hi, everyone. And 
I was like, why is everyone so quiet? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've just heard me shout down this microphone. You don't have to shout because yeah. the camera's with you. Whereas with theatre, what I struggled when I went back to stage two years ago, my projection, the director just kept saying louder, <laughs> louder, because I'd brought it in so much. Was that the main thing? Did you feel like your actions as well? Or did the actions and like the movement not matter as much? The movement... Um, in TV matters a lot because you can't move a lot yeah. and you have to be very specific. I loved theatre for that. I felt free. Yeah. So I remember the director gave me a note. She's like, Adiza, remember, you can walk and talk. <laughs> I yeah. spent eight years in TV. I was like, of course I can. I went, oh my God, this is so liberating. I'm yeah. feeling it. I can go with my impulse and feel what I'm feeling. So yeah, that was a big thing. Body language. Also playing for the cheap seats at the back because camera, mm. you get to just be you and be there. But stage, you have to be there for everyone. You can't just talk to the actor very quietly or turn your back, make sure you're seen by everyone, but in a natural way. So they both have their kind of complications, but both, like, I enjoy equally, in a way. How did you get your first agent? First agent? So, yeah, standard kind of drama school showcase. They came and watched us and a few approached me and then I went around meeting them. So that was quite an easy way in. As I said, that's one of the pros of drama school because you're guaranteed to get set up with meetings or with agents coming to see you. However, in saying that, in London, I didn't get one call. Oh, really? Oh, because you did it both? Yeah, we've done a showcase in London and Glasgow. So what I want to say to any kids that are out there in drama school now, if you're one of them, because we had a few and I was one of them, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's definitely not. That's not all. And how long was it before you got your first job? Oh, two years. Oh, was it? Yes. Wow, how was that? It was, <laughs> it was, do you know what? I don't think I'd be the actor today if I had gotten work right away. Mm. I'm a big believer in the experience I got in those two years. Yeah. Really helped me when I started like working on characters and seeing life for what it is. Not that I judge people that do work all the time because yeah. we're all different, but my journey... I definitely think it humbled me and it really made me realise how hard it is. So I think it's harder to climb from rock bottom for two years than to have two years of everything and then go to rock bottom. So that was like a, for me, I preferred that journey. So it was almost like a cliche. I was about to give up. Mm. And then my agent at the time, Ann Coulter, rang me and was like, Waterloo Road, want to see you? And I was like, oh my God, this this would be amazing. And, you know, it was kind of in my size, but I never for the life of me thought I was going to get it and was Waterloo Road your first very first acting job my very first acting job wow. yeah so how what was the process like when you got booked because obviously it's a big production company like yeah. some people's first jobs might be a short film or things like that whereas you went straight in working for a massive company how were you treated so they it was weird because because it's a big show it was in the press all the time and I had had my call back so I was waiting and waiting and I was like I swear it went so well. You know when you always think it went well and you were like, oh, wait. And it took them four weeks to tell me. And they'd already started announcing the cast, like in the papers and stuff. So I was like, oh, they must have given it away. But then I got the call. I was working in New Look at the time and my agent rang me and I answered it on the shop floor and the boss was like, what are you doing? I was like, sorry, I need to take this. And she's like, "Um, Adiza, I hope you remember where you're standing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Waterloo Road want you. Um, I'm going to, I, I don't even remember what she said for the next five minutes. She was telling me my rates probably and talking about car. I was just like, <gasps> I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh my wow. God. You know, I was like, I've got a job. Um, and then I quit that day new look and then she ran me back and said, oh, Adisa, you're not filming for another two months. I was like, oh. <laughs> How was that time in between film, starting filming and finding out? I was so smug. I mean, I was younger, <laughs> but I was also incredibly one of those annoying people. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. I wanted to tell everybody and I wasn't allowed to. Did you tell anyone anyway? Oh, yeah, I told <laughs> Well, I can say it now. It's all been filmed. But yeah, because we're all being like, you know, confidential, you know, all this stuff. I told my mum, I told my friends, I told my boss. That's why I was quitting. And she was quite savage. She was like, oh, I don't watch it. I was like, well, you better start because I'm going to be in it. Um, So those two months were, I think it's the best feeling as an actor. Yeah. Knowing you've got something coming up. So it was a great two months, I remember. How soon did you get your scripts? Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't until... So we got the first script maybe, I think it was like... It started filming in May, but mm-hmm. I wasn't in until June. So I started getting the scripts I wasn't even in. You know, they just send you because oh, they want really? you to keep yeah. update with the storylines and what's going on and things like that. So I think I started getting them maybe like two weeks before shooting. But let me tell you something, those scripts do not stay the same. <laughs> Oh god! They, so that script would be like you get like the outline and then you get the amendments and then you get the second ones and so my biggest lesson I learned was I thought it was going to be like stage so I mm-hmm. learned every single line off by heart and then the next day they're like oh here's your new script we've cut this bit and this bit and I was like oh and then I had to relearn it so my biggest note is I mean this doesn't work for everybody I know Olivia Coleman's a big fan of this but because TV scenes tend to be quite small, unless you've got a massive monologue and stuff and you know it's going to stay the same, I don't turn to learn it until at least two days before the shoot properly. Oh. So I'll know it, but I'll just kind of... Because if you invest too much in it and it changes, it might throw you off. Yeah. Also, I like to be present and keep the words, but that comes from <laughs> years of practice. I wasn't like that at first, but definitely if you're working on a soap opera or like a drama that changes a lot it's good to kind of give yourself time to learn it but don't rush to learn it two weeks before because you know it's going to change what was your first day on set like oh it was scary (laughs) i remember getting a starbucks coffee the driver picking me up i'd never felt so bougie in my life like my driver's coming (laughs) and in the car was this great actress marlene one of my good friends marlene and I remember looking at her going, hi, I'm Adiza, nice to meet you. She's like, yeah, yeah. And she'd been on it two weeks before. And I remember just going, so what's it like? Do they, did they get you to do it again? Did they come and talk to you? She's like, it's all fine. You just do the scene and they come in. And, you know, I was just asking everyone questions because I did not know what, how it was going to work. And then I walked on set and they decided to start with a really dramatic scene because <laughs> I don't shoot in sequence. Yeah. So I was working with um, the great um, Alex Norton who used to be on Taggart. Um, so he was my teacher that had to grab me and kind of chuck me against the thing. And I just remember first seeing him, he's like, do you want to run our lines? I was like, yeah, sure. And then he turned around. He's like, where have you been? I went, sorry, I was in my dress. He's like, no, where have you been? And that was the first line. Oh. I, was, I didn't even know he'd started rehearsing. I was like, he was so good. I was like, no, I was, all right, you're saying the lines. Aye. And then we'd done that for like five minutes and the director was like, right, hair, makeup, right, boom, on set. And then we just went for it. How many goes did you get at it? Oh, my first take was 
it was awful. I'd done about five takes. <laughs> because, um, and the director at the time, Paul Cotter, who came from theatre, mm. was amazing. He gripped me after the second one and went, okay, come here. So is it your first time doing TV? I was like, yes. And he's like, okay, first of all, bring it in. Breathe. And he's like, start thinking the thought before I say action. And then that was like, that kind of got me in the place. And then we went from there. And that was like the best note I could get. Just make sure you're ready before they say action. How long were you in that job for? Um, I think it was a whole season, which took about a year to film. And what do you think, what were your biggest lessons in that time? Apart from obviously the script learning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My biggest lessons were... I think, yeah, definitely make sure that you're comfortable, make sure you're relaxed. Working before they say action was the biggest lesson I learned Mm -hmm. because I was so excited. And it's easy to muck around. Some actors can do that. I'm an actor that needs to work. I can't just, you know, slag somebody off, then action, then jump into the character. Some of them did do that and they're amazing. But for me, it was like, especially if it was a big scene, make sure you take the time to sit on your own because it's easy to sit in the green room and have banter. Mm. Um, so that was my biggest lesson, that I couldn't get away with that and the director wouldn't buy it. So make sure I was working before they said action. So you got a bit of public attention from doing that role. Yeah. How was that? And you can find out how Adiza got on by listening to the next episode. See you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acting with Asher. For any questions, please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com. And don't forget to subscribe or follow us at Jade Asher. Thanks again. Bye.